Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. You feel like you're in a hole or a sewer and you're looking up and you're calling out for help from people and people are walking by, you know, because they don't hear you. I don't think people know how blessed they are to be able to just hug somebody that they love or to wake up in a house with people that love you. I haven't had the chance to do that in 28 years. I'm just going to ask you, did you kill Marcus Boyd? I did not kill Marcus. He was like a friend of me. He was one of my best friends, and I, I, I loved him. In 1994, Marcus Boyd was shot and killed. Marcus Boyd was shot and killed. When two masked men ran up and shot and killed Boyd. When he pulled the trigger, I seen the flash. I swear I could almost see like muscle and tendons because the flash was so big. It's like an x-ray. Could you see their faces? Could you identify these men? No, I couldn't identify them. He had an alibi. I was about three miles away uh, at a friend's house. And his girlfriend at the time provided that alibi. I know for a fact he didn't do it. He wasn't there. He was not involved. You agreed to a lineup? Agreed to a lineup. I couldn't identify anybody in all of it. Greg viewed the lineup with Lamar Johnson in it at least three times. There's no identification, and that should have been the end of it right there. But it wasn't. I felt bullied by the detectives. And only after pressure from the detective did he all of a sudden say, oh, yeah, 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 that guy did it. I just kept having pressure to go along with this. He saw his friend murdered. He was scared. He was easily manipulated by the police and the prosecutor in this case. 
I had what I believed to be a murderer, and I had an identification witness who I believed was truthful and honest. I presented the evidence that I had, and a jury convicted him. A trial of errors from start to finish. It was devastating. Since my conviction, I've been petitioning every judge to give me a hearing, and no judge has given me a chance to be heard. The problem is, I don't know what else to do. I lost so much. Just milestones. Everything that a little girl wishes that she could, you know, experience with her dad. Our Conviction Integrity Unit found new evidence that will exonerate Mr. Lamar Johnson. There's something powerful, really powerful in our system of justice when the prosecutor says, we're the ones who made the mistake. We're trying to free this man. Free Lamar Johnson. Free Lamar Johnson. It's devastating for me that this man has spent 28 years in prison for a crime he did not commit. This is really kind of Lamar Johnson's last chance, isn't it? Yes, that is absolutely true. Convicted at 21, still locked up at 49, Lamar Johnson has spent most of his life in prison for a crime he insists he did not commit. How do you keep up hope? I have a choice. I, I know the truth. I know that I didn't kill Marcus. Lamar Johnson was convicted of first-degree murder in 1995 for shooting 25-year-old Marcus Boyd on his front porch. Johnson was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. What have you lost? Time. And uh, there's a closeness between, especially with a, a father and his daughters. And I, I missed being able to be a part of their life. You want your dad to come home? Yeah, I definitely do. Brittany Johnson was just one year old when her dad was sent away. It was definitely hard, but I learned to live without my dad. Kiero Barrow was just an infant then. We're still waiting. There is still an innocent man in prison. Kiera's mother, Erica Barrow. Did you think you'd marry him? Yes, I did. I mean, he was my first love. 
Lamar Johnson grew up in St. Louis, consistently ranked as one of the most dangerous cities in the country. His South Side neighborhood in 1994 was battered by high crime and homicide rates. Johnson had steered clear of serious trouble. He wanted to better himself. He wanted to be the man that he needed to be for his, his children. So Johnson, the 20-year-old father of two, worked at Jiffy Lube while attending community college. But he also had a dangerous side hustle, selling small amounts of crack cocaine for extra cash. Yes, I was making some poor choices then, and I, I take responsibility for that. But that wasn't the sum of who I was. Selling drugs wasn't his life. It was just something to help him manage until he could do better. Johnson's good friend Marcus Boyd, five years older, had also started a family and was holding down a solid job at a printing company. And he, too, sold drugs on the side. Marcus was like the, the preppy type. You know, he wasn't very street. He was a really, really good guy. Greg Elking, then 30, had worked briefly with Boyd at the printing company. And Elkin admits he was an occasional customer. On the evening of October 30th, 1994, he wanted to get high, but Boyd said no. He was like, we're going to go to work tomorrow. So we actually sat down on the front porch up on the stairs. Marcus Boyd Street, Louisiana Avenue, was empty. His girlfriend and their baby were upstairs. All he talked about all the time, you know, was about his baby and about his girlfriend. He's making me laugh. We're kind of laughing at each other. But all of a sudden, he went serious. He was like, oh, no. From the narrow pathway next to Boyd's apartment, two men came out of nowhere, barely visible in the dim light. These guys, they had completely dark clothing, and they had masks on. Black masks like this one, and they had guns. The men flew up the porch steps, says Elgin. One attacked Marcus Boyd. And he's wrestling with Marcus. The second gunman grabbed Elgin. And he says, get the up. I remember looking at him right in the guy's eyes. The other guy, I seen him put the gun right up to Marcus's like neck area. And when he pulled the trigger, I seen the flash. Boom. The third shot. I kind of seen Marcus's soul just go, and I knew, I knew he was dead. To Elkin's horror, both men continued to shoot Boyd, then vanished the same way they had appeared, sprinting down the dark pathway. Surprisingly, the shooters spared the only eyewitness. You say you looked into one shooter's eyes. All I seen was the eyes. Could you tell whether he was white or black? Um, I knew he was black. When the gunmen were gone, Greg Elking took off in the opposite direction. As he ran away, Elking says he could hear Marcus Boyd's girlfriend screaming. It's still hard to talk about it, isn't it? And where were you when this happened? I was about three miles away. Johnson says he was with his girlfriend, Erica Barrow, and their five-month-old daughter, Kiara, visiting friends. 
Erica says that entire evening, Lamar Johnson was out of her sight just once. So we were there because he was making a transaction. Someone was coming. And so he was just like, I'll be right back. Johnson left the house, Erica says, just as she began changing Kiara's diaper. And um, I went out to meet uh, somebody that I was dealing with. His customer picked him up at the corner of 39th and Lafayette, Johnson says. They completed a quick transaction while driving around the block. By the time I finished changing her diaper and clean everything up, he's coming back up the steps. And how long does that take? Three to five minutes. And he's talking, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. He was just normal. Minutes later, Johnson got a call that Marcus Boyd had been shot. The next day, he learned that Boyd had died. Johnson's own life began to unravel. According to investigators, when they asked Boyd's girlfriend, whom she suspected, only one name came to mind. Lamar Johnson. She thought the longtime friends might have had a falling out. Marcus and I have never had an argument or a fight. I loved him. I had no reason to want to hurt him. You agreed to talk to the cops without a lawyer. That was risky, wasn't it? Well, no, I didn't have anything to hide. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Four days after Marcus Boyd was shot to death on his front porch, St. Louis police tracked down the only eyewitness to the murder, Greg Elking. How would you describe what you went through that night? It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Shaken and scared, Elkin says he was initially reluctant to talk until he met lead investigator Joe Nickerson. I thought he was this amazing dude. I thought he was like Nick Nolte from 48 Hours out of a movie. He was awesome. 
I mean, it was, it was somebody that I just immediately admired. Elkin says even though the shooters were wearing masks, he could tell they were dark-skinned black men, but he only saw the eyes of one of them. Still, Nickerson, he says, insisted on showing him several photos. One, says Elkin, stood out. I said, these eyes, there's something about these eyes, and that's all I said. It was a photo of Lamar Johnson. And immediately he says, would you sign the back of it? And I said, no, I don't want to sign the back of it. Why not? Because I didn't want nothing to do with this because I couldn't pick out no murderer. And I don't even think he's the murderer. I didn't say he was the murderer. Nickerson, Elking says, warned him his life could be at risk, telling him that Lamar Johnson was a dangerous man who may have been involved in as many as six murders. Attorney Lindsey Runnels says none of that was true. If they had any evidence whatsoever, then or now, Lamar Johnson would be charged with a crime. Runnels began working on Johnson's case when she was in law school. Does he have a record at all for violence? No. His record was, is, is, is and was minor. It's a possession charge, possession of cocaine, and then a tampering with a license plate. She says Johnson received probation for those offenses. Still, she says, cops, aware of his criminal record, kept him and young men like him on their radar. It's just the usual suspects type of round them up and everybody's guilty by association. But after the murder on Louisiana Avenue, police had a new reason to focus on Lamar Johnson. The victim's girlfriend had given them his name, and now they have what they said was a photo identification. On the evening of November 3rd, 1994, four days after the murder, they arrested Johnson along with his friend, Philip Campbell. I couldn't even understand why. Why would they arrest you? Johnson's girlfriend at the time and his alibi for the night of the murder, Erica Barrow. I begged him to get a lawyer. And all he kept saying is, I don't want my mom and stepfather paying all the money, all this money for a lawyer. I didn't do it. I didn't have anything to hide. So, I, you know, I believed in the system. I believed that if I explained to them what I knew and, and where I was, that that would sort itself out. At the police station, Johnson agreed to a live lineup. I wanted to try to be as cooperative as I could. I wanted them to, to, to investigate and, and talk to the people whose house I was that night. You know, I would expect it that they would reach the conclusion that I didn't have anything to do with. But investigators never spoke to anyone who had been with Johnson on the night of the shooting, not even Erica Barrow. They put him in that lineup. He's the third man in this photo and brought in Elking to view it. Yeah. Could you identify anyone? No. Altogether, Elking viewed that lineup three times and never picked Johnson. Elking was then asked to view a different live lineup. Lamar Johnson wasn't there, but the man arrested with him, Philip Campbell, is number four in this photo. Elking still couldn't identify anyone and says he feared he'd let down the detective he admired and trusted. I felt so bad. I could see it in his eyes. Like, I, I hurt this guy. Like, this whole time, you know, I just wasted his time. Then, according to Elking, he asked Detective Joe Nickerson how he could help. 
all that came out of my mouth was like, all right, Joe, if you tell me what the numbers were and I'll tell you if they were correct. What does he say to you? He says three and four. And I was like, you're right, three and four. Lamar Johnson was number three in that first lineup. Philip Campbell was the fourth man in the other lineup. If Joe Nickerson is telling me that three and four is it, it's got to be Lamar and whoever, Philip, because he wouldn't lie to me. Joe wouldn't lie to me. So you picked three and four because Nickerson told you. Yeah. We asked Joe Nickerson for an interview. He declined our request, but sent us a text saying in part, I went where the facts, evidence, and circumstances took me. Elkin claims he told no one that Nickerson had allegedly given him the suspect's numbers in the lineups. Instead, he told the other detectives that he was able to identify Lamar Johnson because of his distinctive eye. They had asked me, what do you mean about the, the eye when you say that you could pick, you know, these eyes? And I, and I said, I don't know, like, like a lazy eye or something, like it's different from the other. Dwight Warren, the prosecutor, says he pressed Elking on his identification of Johnson. I believed uh, Mr. Elking uh, because I looked him straight in the eye and said, you know, I want to know if he did it, tell me you're sure of your identification. Please tell me the truth because I don't want to go uh, and charge somebody who's not guilty. What did Greg Elking say to you when you said that to him? Well, quote, end quote, I, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, but he told me he was telling the truth, that he, wa he knew who did the shooting, and it was Lamar Johnson and Philip Campbell, so I charged them both. In July 1995, Lamar Johnson went on trial with Elking as the star witness. If he had backed off of that, I would never have issued the case. So it was, he was absolutely essential. To bolster the case, one of the witnesses the prosecution called was William Mock, a jailhouse informant with a lengthy criminal history, who claimed that he overheard Johnson and Campbell in a holding cell talking about the murder. But attorney Lindsay Runnell says Mock wasn't credible and that his cell wasn't close enough to hear anything. Lamar wasn't ever celled with Campbell and Campbell nor Lamar were ever in the same cell as William Mock. So how could you hear this if it happened at all, which it didn't? Don't you want to make sure that jailhouse snitch is telling the truth? How am I going to do that? Well, you wouldn't put someone on the stand unless you could check out their story, right? Unless I, I did check it out. He was in two jail cells away. He was in a position to, to be able to hear that. Johnson didn't take the stand at his trial. The defense relied on his girlfriend, Erica Barrow, who told the jury he was with her at the time of the murder. It took less than two hours for the jurors to reach a verdict. Guilty. Johnson's life had been changed forever by Greg Elking, who says that as he was pointing at Johnson at trial, he knew he had identified the wrong man. This isn't the dude I've seen at all. Because to me, Lamar is not dark and not what I've seen. You had doubts right afterwards. Why didn't you tell somebody? Why didn't you say because I Because nobody talks to me. Nobody. Who am I going to tell? I don't know who I could have told. Did it occur to you at that moment that you might have put an innocent man yes. behind bars? Without a doubt. Because... I lied on the testimony. 
I lied because I thought I was doing the right thing. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Lamar Johnson was just 21 years old when he was convicted of murder. At my trial, they did not even present a motive. They never explained why I supposedly did this. And then, before his sentencing, Johnson received surprising new information that he believed would prove his innocence. Handwritten letters from his friend, the other suspected killer, Philip Campbell. One said, you didn't do a thing. He said, I'm sorry you got convicted for something you didn't do. He said he wanted to come forth, but uh, his attorney wouldn't let him because he thought he could beat his case. And Philip Campbell was actually one of the shooters. He was. Campbell even named the other shooter who was with him on the night of the murder, a man named James B.A. Howard. Johnson now had the names of both shooters. He wrote the judge and asked for a hearing, but his request was denied. In September 1995, Lamar Johnson was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Girlfriend Erica Barrow blames law enforcement. You didn't care to check his alibi. You wanted to blame someone, and you did exactly that. You just flat out didn't care. You didn't care. Lamar Johnson didn't give up. He became his own jailhouse lawyer, sifting through police reports, trial transcripts, and gathering new evidence. Johnson, with legal help, filed a petition asking for a new trial in 1996. Again, he was denied. Then two years later, he would meet another inmate with a similar story. We were both assigned to Potosi Correctional Center in Missouri. Our friendship was almost instant. Ricky Kidd, who is also serving a life sentence for murder, remembers when he first learned about Johnson's case. He said, I have to go to the law library. I said, what are you working on? And he turned to me, he said, well, I know everybody says this, but I'm innocent. And I, a big old smile appeared across my face, kind of like you're saying right now. And I said, well, I know everybody say this, but I'm innocent too. The two men made a pact in prison. He said, let's make a promise. 
that whoever makes it out will come back for the other. And we shook on it. The Midwest Innocence Project had already been working on Kid's case. Before he himself was exonerated, Kid says he convinced lawyers there to take a closer look at Johnson's case. When that team of lawyers began their research, they discovered that the star witness, Greg Elking, in prison himself for bank robbery, had written a letter to a clergyman admitting he had lied at Johnson's trial. What did you think would happen? Again, I thought that I would be heard. So it made me even more hopeful that I would, that the court would at least listen. Elkin's letter would reveal another reason why he agreed to testify against Johnson. At the time of the murder, Elkin had been in serious financial straits. Detective Nickerson in the prosecutor's office put him in a witness protection program. Elkin's debts were paid and his outstanding traffic warrants cleared. And that's not all. Whose idea was to give you money, to move you, oh, to give you cash. Joe Nickerson. They yeah. paid my first month and last month's rent for a, for a house. Altogether, Elkin had received more than $4,000. None of that was disclosed to Johnson and his lawyer at trial. Johnson repeatedly asked for a hearing. He was denied and his case stalled. I mean, what else is needed? The only thing that's, that, that I haven't been able to present is DNA. And uh, God, I wish there was some DNA. Then in 2018, St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner agreed to look at his case. She had created a conviction integrity unit to look at cases of possible wrongful conviction. And I started seeing some red flags and I consulted my team and I said, I think we have a problem here. One of the many flags for Gardner was the timeline for the murder. Could Johnson have had time to kill his friend Marcus Boyd? Erica Barrow said Johnson had only left their friend's apartment for around five minutes. And you cannot drive that distance. You'd have to be speeding through St. Louis to even get there. And then you'd have to speed all the way back. There's no way you could do that. But prosecutor Dwight Warren says Erica could have lost track of time, that Johnson could have been gone as long as 15 minutes. She didn't have a stopwatch. Lamar got into a car and took off. At Johnson's trial, Detective Joe Nickerson testified that it only took him five minutes to go from the alibi location to the crime scene. We asked Chief Investigator Robert Olgavy from the circuit attorney's office to take us on that same drive. According to testimony, it just takes five minutes to get there. You're laughing. Yeah, I We timed the drive using a cell phone. Yep. 12.55, 13 minutes. 13 minutes one way. That's more than double the time Detective Nickerson said it took. In 2019, Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner's team released a detailed report listing numerous errors that undermine Johnson's conviction. As a prosecutor, you put people in prison. You don't try to get them out. As a prosecutor, no prosecutor, I believe, wants to secure a conviction wrongfully, using wrong tactics, that's just not what we want to do. We want to get it right. Jurors never learned that jailhouse informant William Mock was a racist 
who had a hatred for black people, nor did they hear the majority of his criminal record, and they were never told Greg Elking had been paid thousands of dollars. Gardner was convinced Johnson was innocent, but when she tried to get his conviction overturned, court after court, including the Missouri Supreme Court, said she didn't have the power. And when you try to abide by your oath and you're stopped every way, it weighs on you. In 2021, the Missouri legislature passed a law that gave Gardner and other prosecutors the power to bring cases of innocence to court. A year later, Johnson got the news he had been praying for. After nearly three decades in prison, he would finally get a hearing to present new evidence in his case. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. On December 12, 2022, Lamar Johnson and his legal team gathered in a St. Louis courtroom for a week-long hearing. His daughters, Brittany and Kiara, were in the courtroom nearly every day. I think we're all trying to be hopeful that my dad gets justice. One man, Judge David Mason, will decide Johnson's future. He has three options, overturn the conviction and grant a new trial, overturn the conviction and declare Johnson innocent, or he could uphold the jury's verdict. What is at stake here with this judge's decision? Justice and the integrity of the whole criminal justice system. Circuit Attorney Kimberly Gardner sat by Johnson instead of her usual seat at the prosecution table. Gardner appointed two lawyers to handle Johnson's case, Charlie Weiss and Jonathan Potts. I took this case because I believe that Lamar Johnson's innocent. I didn't take it because I think he might be innocent. There was no physical evidence at all connecting Lamar Johnson with the murder of Marcus Boyd, period. Thank you, Your Honor. May it please the court. This is a rather historic moment in this court. This is the first time where the court is hearing an actual innocence claim filed by a prosecuting attorney. 
Good morning, Your Honor. The Missouri Attorney General's Office sent a team of their own to argue that Johnson's conviction should stand. In response to our request for an interview, they provided us with this written statement that read in part, the Attorney General's Office has fought to keep a convicted murderer in prison. But Judge... Attorney Miranda Lesh told the judge not to trust the witnesses who were about to vouch for Johnson's innocence. They're going to ask you to believe convicted murderers and gang members. Their evidence is not credible. Johnson's team calls their first witness. James Howard takes the stand and admits that he's one of the men who murdered Marcus Boyd. How did Marcus die? Me and Philip Campbell killed him on his front porch. Remember, Philip Campbell had written Lamar Johnson saying he and Howard were the real shooters. Campbell, who was later convicted of the murder, took a deal and served only five years. He has since died. Howard was never charged with Boyd's death. He's currently in prison for life for unrelated crimes, including murdering another man. I killed him the exact same way. I fired two shots in the back of his head. But attorneys Jonathan Potts and Charlie Weiss can't rely on Howard's word alone. They must now tear apart the original case against Lamar Johnson. They call Greg Elking, the state's former star witness. Law enforcement was wanting me to help, and I trusted them. I wanted to help. Elking told the court that he felt pressured by Detective Joe Nickerson to identify Johnson in the lineup. He goes, I know you know who it is, and you're just not saying. And this is the part I hate the most. I just remember saying to him, you tell me the numbers, and I'll tell you if you're right. And he did. And I was like, that was it. That was the numbers. And I've been living with it. 25, 28 years, and I'm telling you, I, I just wish, I just wish I could change time. On day three, Judge Mason questioned the original prosecutor in the case, Dwight Warren, about the reliability of Greg Elking's identification of Lamar Johnson. He told you and the officers that it was based upon him looking at the eyes because that was all he could see. Isn't that correct? I believe so. And did he or did he not tell you that all of this happened within seconds? Yes. Yes. And that's what you decided was sufficiently liable to seek a murder conviction. To take it to a jury. Yes, sir. Two perpetrators came around. Warren admitted to Johnson's lawyers that without an eyewitness, he would never have filed charges in the first place. Oh, absolutely not. I didn't have any evidence. You sound On day four, Lamar Johnson finally got the chance to defend himself in his own words. So you talked to Detective Nickerson that night, correct? Yes, ma'am. Attorney Miranda Lesh asked him about his conversation with Detective Nickerson a few days after the murder. I said, man, that boy was my friend. I didn't shoot him. I said, okay. I would I voluntarily participate in the lineup. You had every good thing to lose at that point, didn't you? I didn't think so. You didn't think so? You were arrested for a homicide. I didn't commit the homicide, so why would I be concerned that I had everything to lose? 
As the hearing week neared the end, Detective Nickerson takes the stand. The man Elking claims pressured him into falsely identifying Johnson. Mr. Elking goes, hey, I know who it is. It's number three in the first lineup, and it's number four in the second lineup. And did you tell him to say that? I didn't tell him to say anything. But Judge Mason had some questions of his own for Nickerson. Are you aware that all the evidence suggests that your witness could only recognize some aspect of the odds? I'm aware of that. Let's stand up, Mr. Johnson. I'm just curious, because I don't know. What in the world is distinctive about this man's eyes? Well, you can tell his eyes are different. I could tell me. What do you see? I can tell that his right eye is different from his left. One is lower or higher than the other. Okay. How would you describe the involvement of Judge Mason in this case? Well, that was one of the most unique things I've seen in any trial I've ever covered. Columnist Tony Messenger covered the case for the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. He didn't just ask questions. He took over the questioning at times and made it very clear when he was believing something and when he wasn't. After five days of witnesses, court adjourned. With his freedom on the line, Johnson was taken to a St. Louis jail to wait for Judge Mason's decision. I don't know how to not fight for my innocence to fight for what was wrongfully taken from me. What do you think the judge should do in this case? Take a look at the evidence at 48hours.com. It's been really hard. We heard everything in court. Lamar Johnson's daughter, Kiara Barrow, has finally heard what happened to her father so many years ago. The misconduct and the negligence that occurred. The hardest thing was just that Greg lied, knowing that his testimony did put him in jail. Brittany Johnson believes that Greg Elking's lies robbed her of time with her dad. I'm very angry. This is hard. Yes, it's very hard. I hate that I'm crying right now. Dad is is the most important role. But their wait isn't over. Two months pass with no decision from the judge. Kiara is hoping it happens soon. We've been robbed of so many opportunities and milestones. I'm getting married in April of this year. It would just mean so much to me. And I know to my father to have him there with me and for him to be able to give me away. Finally, on a Tuesday afternoon in February, Johnson's family and friends returned to the courtroom. Lawyers with the Missouri Attorney General's office fighting Johnson's release are at one table. At the other, the team trying to win Johnson's freedom. Seated next to Johnson, his attorney, Lindsey Runnels. What should Judge Mason do in this case? 
Judge Mason should vacate these convictions, and Lamar Johnson should walk out of that courtroom today. All right. After both legal teams were given copies of his final opinion, Judge David Mason announced his decision on February 14, 2023. After reviewing both the underlying trial as well as the entirety of the hearing, for the reasons stated above, it is hereby ordered that the motion of the circuit attorney of the 22nd Judicial Circuit filed herein for the benefit of Lamar Johnson is granted. The conviction of Lamar Johnson and State v. Lamar Johnson calls 22941-37068 is hereby set aside and held for not. Johnson's murder conviction was overturned. The judge also found that there was clear and convincing evidence of Johnson's innocence. After more than 28 years behind bars, he was more than a free man. 49-year-old Lamar Johnson had finally been exonerated. Bailiff, this hearing is adjourned. All right. This time, he would leave the courthouse not in a prison van, but in a black sedan. When I first met you, I asked you to identify yourself. My name is Lamar Johnson. I've been in prison for 26 years now. And if I asked you to identify Lamar Johnson right now, what would you say? I am a free man, an exonerated man, and uh, a blessed man. How important was it to have Greg Elking take the stand and, and tell the judge what he had done at trial? That was very important. He intentionally, you know, falsely identified me. But not only did he acknowledge that he made a mistake, he took steps to try to correct it. And I'm extremely grateful to him for that. And during that time he spent in prison, he says he never forgot about his friend Marcus Boyd, who died that night. I didn't want Marcus's family thinking that I did this to him because I genuinely cared about Marcus. Marcus was a good guy. In the meantime, Johnson is starting over. His friend Ricky Kidd knows it won't be easy. It's going to be tough. But Lamar has the ability to adapt and adjust and see new opportunities. Worked 30 years for the Department of Corrections for pennies. I don't have anything. I hope somebody's willing to, 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 to give me a shot. I want to work. You have a date coming up, an important date? My youngest daughter is getting married. And, you know, it'd be nice if I could do something special and nice for them. But presence matters more than presence. And I'm going to make the best of the life I have. I was startled, awake. 
I started screaming. A 55-hour reign of terror. I did tie her up. And he was hurting mom. And I said, please, I'll do anything. Please don't kill me. Follow and listen to the 48 Hours Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. A couple of years ago, a cop was shot dead on a deserted pier in the tiny nation of Belize. The only other person there that night was a frightened young woman found covered in blood. By all appearances, it was an open and shut case. But not in Belize, where this woman was connected to a mysterious billionaire who basically runs the place. Justice will not be served in this case. She's going to get away with it. Or will she? White Devil, a Campside Media original. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.